ஓம் சாய்ராம் வாம் கிரிட்டிங்ஸ் டு ஆல் தி லிஸ்னர்ஸ் ஆன் திஸ் ஆஸ்பிஷியஸ் தேர்ஸ்டே ஐ விஷ் யூ ஆல் குட் ஹெல்த் ஹாப்பினஸ் பீஸ் ஆஃப் மைண்ட் அண்ட் சக்ஸஸ் இன் ஆல் யுவர் பர்சூட்ஸ் பாபா சீஸ் டூ வாட் எவர் யூ வாண்ட் கோ வெர் எவர் யூ வாண்ட் நோ வெல் தட் ஐ எம் அவேர் ஆஃப் ஆல் தட் யூ டூ donate in the name of your baba offering food to poor and hungry is the best daan or donation i personally believe that before doing any act we must ask ourselves whether we would be in position to face baba at the end of the act if the answer is yes know that whatever you are going to do is good today We shall listen to the chapter 10 of our Bible, Sri Sai Satcharitra. In this chapter, the author, Sri Govind Raghunath Dabolkar, alias Hemadpant, narrates to us Sai Baba's mode of life, his sleeping board, Baba's stay in Shirdi, his teachings, his humility, the easiest path. Before we begin I prostrate myself unto the lotus feet of Lord Ganesha the lord of wisdom and goddess Saraswati the goddess of knowledge I pay my obeisance unto the lotus feet of my Kuladevata Bhavani Shankar Nagesh Maharudra and Devi Sri Mahalakshmi my maternal deities Sri Devki Krishna Ravanath Sri Ramnath and Satiri I pay my respect to my guru Sadguru Sri Sainath Maharaj my parents and grandparents last but not the least I pay my respect to you all my listeners let us begin now chapter 10 remember him that is Sai Baba always with love for he was engrossed in doing good to all and always abided by his own self to remember him only is to solve the riddle of life and death this is the best and the easiest of sadhanas as it involves no expenditure a little exertion here brings great rewards so as long as our senses are sound we should minute by minute practice this sadhana all other gods are illusory guru is the only god if we believe in sadguru's holy feet he can change our fortune for the better if we serve him nicely we get rid of our samsara we need not study any philosophy like the nyayas and mimamsas if we make him our helmsman we can easily cross over the sea of all the pains and sorrows as we trust the helmsman in crossing rivers and seas so we have to trust our sadguru in getting over the ocean of worldly existence 
the sadguru looks to the intense feeling and devotion of his devotees endows them with knowledge and eternal bliss in the last chapter baba's mendicancy and devotees experiences and other subjects are dealt with let the readers now hear where and how baba lived how he slept and how he taught etc baba's wonderful bedstead let us first see where and how baba slept mr nana saheb dengre brought for sai baba a wooden plank about 4 cubits in length and only a span in breadth for the slipping upon instead of keeping the plank on the floor and then slipping on it baba tied it like a swing to the rafters of the masjid with old shreds and rags and commenced to sleep upon it the rags were so thin and worn out that it was problem how they could bear or support even weight of the plank itself let alone the weight of baba but somehow or other it was baba's sheer leela that the worn out rags did sustain the plank with the weight of baba on it on the four corners of this plank baba lighted panitis or earthen lamps one at each corner and kept them burning the whole night it was a sight for the gods to see baba sitting or sleeping on this plank it was a wonder to all how baba got up and down the plank out of curiosity many careful observers kept watching the process of mounting and dismounting but none succeeded as crowd began to swell so to detect this wonderful feat baba one day broke the plank into the pieces and threw it away baba had all eight siddhis or powers at his command he never practiced nor craved for them they came to him naturally as a result of his perfection sagun manifestation of brahman though sai baba looked like a man 3 cubits and a half in length still he dwelt in the hearts of all inwardly he was unattached and indifferent but outwardly he longed for public welfare inwardly most disinterested he looked outwardly full of desires for the sake of his devotees inwardly an abode of peace he looked outwardly restless inwardly he had the state of brahma outwardly he acted like a devil inwardly he loved advaita union of monism outwardly he got entangled with the world sometimes he looked on all with affection and at times he threw stones at them sometimes he scolded them while at times he embraced them and was calm composed tolerant and well balanced he always abided and was engrossed in the self and was well disposed towards his bhaktas He always sat on one asan and never traveled. His band was a small stick which 
he always carried on his hand he was calm being thought free he never cared for wealth and fame and lived on begging such a life he led he always uttered allah malik god the real owner entire and unbroken was his love for the bhaktas he was the mine or storehouse for self knowledge and full of divine bliss such was the divine form of sai baba boundless endless and undifferentiated one principle which envelops the whole universe from a stone pillar to brahma incarnated in sai baba the really meritorious and fortunate people got this treasure trove in their hands while those people not knowing the real worth of sai baba took or take him to be a man a mere human being where and are indeed miserable it stay in shirdi and probable birth date none knew or knows the parents and exact birth date of sai baba but it can be approximately determined by its stay in shirdi baba first came to shirdi when he was a young lad of 16 and stayed there for 3 years then all of a sudden he disappeared for some time after some time he reappeared in nizam state near aurangabad and again came to shirdi with the marriage party of chand patel when he was 20 years old since then he stayed in shirdi continuously for a period of 60 years after which baba took his mahasamadhi in the year 1918 from this we can say that the year of birth of baba is approximately 1838 baba's mission and advice saint ramdas 1608 to 1681 flourished in the 17th century and fulfilled to a great extent his mission of protecting cows and brahmans against the yavanas or muhammadans but within two centuries after him the split between the two communities hindus and muhammadans widened again and sai baba came to bridge the gulf his constant advice to all was to this effect ram which is god of hindus and rahim which is god of muhammadans were one and the same there was not the slightest difference between them then why should the devotees uh, quarrel among themselves the ignorant folk children join hands and bring both the communities together act sanely and thus you will gain the object of national unity it is not good to dispute and argue so don't argue don't emulate others always consider your interest and welfare the lord will protect you yoga sacrifice penance and knowledge are the means to attain god if you do not succeed in this by any means vain is your birth if anyone does any evil unto you do not retaliate if you can do anything do some good unto others this is this is in short what sai baba's advice to all and this will stand in good stead both in material and spiritual matters
Sai Baba at Sadguru. There are gurus and gurus. There are many so-called gurus who go about from house to house with symbols and veena in their hands and make a show of their spirituality. They blow mantras into the ears of their disciples and extract money from them. They profess to teach piety and religion to their disciples, but are themselves impious and irreligious. Sai Baba never thought of making the least show of his worth, body consciousness. He had none, but he had great love for the disciples. There are two kinds of gurus, niyat that is appointed or fixed and aniyat that is unappointed or general. The latter by their advice develop the good qualities in us, purify our hearts and set us on the path of salvation. But contact with the former dispels our quality, sense of difference and establishes us in the unity by making us realize Thou art that. There are various gurus imparting to us various kinds of worldly knowledge. But he who fixes us in our nature or self and carries us beyond the ocean of worldly existence is the Sadguru. Sai Baba was such a guru. His greatness is indescribable. If anyone wants to take his darshan, he without being asked, would give every detail of his past, present and future life. He saw divinity in all beings. Friends and foes were alike to him. Disinterested and equal balanced, he obliged the evil doers. He was the same in prosperity and adversity. No doubt, even touched him. Though he possessed the human body, he was not in the least attached to his body or house. Though he looked embodied, he was really disembodied, that is free in this every life. Blessed are the people of Shirdi who worship Sai as their god, while eating, drinking, working in their backyards and fields and doing various household works. They always remembered Sai and sang his glory. They knew no other God except Sai. What to speak of the love, the sweetness of love, of the woman of Shirdi? They were quite ignorant, but their pure love inspired them to compose poems or songs in their simple rural language. Letters or learning they had none. Still, one can discern real poetry in their simple songs. It is not intelligence, but love that inspires real poetry as such. Real poetry is the manifestation of true love, and this can be seen and appreciated by intelligent listeners. Collection of these folk songs is desirable, and Baba, willing some fortunate devotee, may undertake the task of collecting and publishing these folk songs either in Sailila magazine or separately in a book form. Now we'll move on to the next topic that is Baba's humility. Lord or Bhagwan is said to have six qualities, viz. fame, wealth, non-attachment, knowledge, 
grandeur and generosity baba had all these with him he incarnated in flesh for the sake of bhaktas wonderful was his grace and kindness he drew the devotees to him or how else one could have known him for the sake of his bhaktas baba spoke such words as the goddess of speech dare not utter here is a specimen baba spoke very humbly as follows slave of slaves i am your debtor i am satisfied at your darshan it is a great favor that i saw your feet i am an insect in your excreta i consider myself blessed thereby what humility is this if anybody would think that by publishing this any disrespect is shown to sai we beg his pardon and to atone for this we sing we sing and chant baba's name do baba seemed outwardly to enjoy sense objects he had not the least flavor in them or even the consciousness of enjoying them though he ate he had no taste and though he saw he never felt an interest in what he saw regarding passion he was a perfect a calibit as hanuman he was not attached to anything he was pure consciousness the resting place of desire anger and other feelings in short he was disinterested free and perfect a striking instance may be cited in illustration of this statement nanavali there was in shirdi a very quaint and strange fellow by name nanavali he looked to baba's work and affairs he once approached baba who was seated on his gadi or seat and asked him to get up as he wanted to occupy the same seat baba at once got up and left the seat which was which he occupied after sitting there a while nanavali got up and asked baba to take his seat then baba sat on the seat and nanavali fell at his feet and then went away baba did not show the slightest displeasure in being dictated to an outsider this nanavali loved baba so much that he breathed his last on the 13th day of baba's taking mahasamadhi the easiest path hearing the stories of saints and being in their company though sai baba acted outwardly like an ordinary man his actions showed extraordinary intelligence and skill whatever he did was done for the good of his devotees he never prescribed any asanas regulation of breathing or any rites to his bhaktas nor did he blow any mantra into their ears he told them to live of all cleverness and always remember sai sai if you did that he said all your shackles would be removed and you will be free sitting between five fires sacrifices chanting eightfold yoga are possible for brahmanas brahmanas only they are of no use to other classes the function of mind is to think it cannot remain for a minute without thinking if you give it a sense object it will think about it if you give to it a guru it will think about guru 
you have heard most attentively the greatness grandeur of sai this is the natural remembrance worship and kirtan of sai hearing the stories of the saint is not so difficult as the other sadhanas mentioned above they that is stories remove all fear of this samsara or worldly existence and take you on the spiritual path so listen to these stories and meditate on them and assimilate them if this is not done not only the brahmans but women and lower caste will get pure and holy you may do or attend to your worldly duties but give your mind to sai and his stories and then he is sure to bless you this is the easiest path but why do not all take it the reason is that without guru's grace we do not get the desire to listen to the stories of saints with god's grace everything is smooth and easy hearing the stories of saint is in a way keeping their company the importance of the company of saint is very great it removes our body consciousness and egoism it destroys completely the chain of our birth and death cuts as under all the knots of the heart and takes us to the god who is pure consciousness it is certainly it will certainly increase our non attachment to the sense objects and make us quite indifferent to pleasure and pains and lead us on the spiritual path if you have no other sadhana such as uttering god's name worship or devotion etc but if you take refuge in them that is saints wholeheartedly they will carry you off safely across the world uh, ocean of worldly existence it is for this reason that the saints manifest themselves in the world even sacred rivers such as ganga godavari krishna kaveri etc which wash away the scenes of the world desire that the saints should come to them for a bath and purify them such is the grandeur of the saints it is on account of the store of merit in past births that we have attained the feet of sai baba we conclude this chapter with meditation on sai's form he the beautiful and handsome sai standing on the edge of the masjid and distributing udi to each and every bhakta with a view to his welfare he who thinks the world as not and who is ever engrossed in supreme bliss before him we humbly prostrate ourselves bow to shri sai peace be to all om sai ram